is new Chargers linebacker Eric Kendricks the missing piece to their defense? Brandon Staley was raving about him at the league meetings, calling him one of the best linebackers in the NFL. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen as always, and to make sure you never miss shows like this, and to also make sure you don't miss our big time interview tomorrow with Lights Out, Sean Merriman, make sure you are following or subscribing for free on YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcast. Very excited about that. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for that. But today we're talking about the latest buzz coming out of the NFL owners meetings where Brandon Staley got to speak and talk about some things for the first time since we haven't heard from him much lately. And David, he raved, spoke very glowingly about Eric Kendricks and his fit in this defense and you know why they decided to go in that direction. Over the direction of Drew Tranquil and also gave some updates about Austin Eckwear and Justin Herbert's contract extensions because it does kind of feel like he thinks an extension will get done with Austin Eckler. And he had a lot more to say, especially about his new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Seems like those two are a match made in heaven. But let's talk about Eric Kendricks, David, because when you hear someone say, hey, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, I mean, Brian Staley was asked specifically about Drew Tranquil and why the team did not decide to bring him back. And instead, he made it all about Eric Kendricks, basically saying, hey, it wasn't really about Drew Tranquil. It was just we really, really wanted to bring in Eric Kendricks. That's exactly right. I mean, he said, hey, I think this is really more about the opportunity that we felt like we had the opportunity to to pair up and link up with one of the best linebackers in the NFL. We also know a lot about this guy. Um, and, you know, this just fits perfectly in what we're trying to do defensively. So it just seemed like. You know, there was really he was really minimizing, you know, the Drew Tranquil aspects of this and really just focusing on how much they love Eric Hendricks and how much he feels like he, he's going to be a tremendous asset to his defense. And it seemed like he kind of indirectly, you know, talked about kind of what Popper was talking about when he was on the show last week, just as far as like, hey, it wasn't, you know, that we didn't like Drew Tranquil. We wish him all the best, but we felt like we could get an upgrade. With yep. Eric Hendricks. That's the vibe that I got. Is he going to say that? No. no. But when you're saying that, you know, a 31-year-old linebacker is still one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I mean, I know listening to him, David, I got excited about yeah. Eric Hendricks just hearing kind of what his vision is for him and why the team pursued him. I mean, he was the first dude to get signed, right? He was before Trey Pipkins. He was before yep. Morgan Fox. They went out, and on the first day of free agency, once he could, you know, things started to heat up a little bit because he could have been signed a little earlier since he was released by the Vikings. Yeah, he they went and made it a big priority to bring him in. And it makes a lot of sense when you hear him talking about how he fits into this defense, because he, when he was asked about, you know, what does he bring as far as an upgrade to this defense? I mean, it seems like a lot of things he had on his mind and he has big plans for him. Very, very big plans. He said he's one of the most complete linebackers of the last decade. Staley said of Kendrick, he says his instincts, his key diagnosis, his ability to communicate, the energy in the middle. He's a true commander, a tackling machine, a sideline to sideline in the box, 
the physicality. He's one of the best passing game linebackers of the last decade, and he comes from a pattern match, which is something that Mike Zimmer ran, which is very similar to the defensive system that Brandon Staley runs with the Chargers. So a lot of very, very high praise and just went and detailed all of the different ways he feels like he is going to help with this Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean, he said there was only five to seven guys where you could really bring up with Eric Hendricks as far as a more complete player, right? Or as complete of a player as Eric Hendricks. And I think I see that when I watched him, right? When I was going to try to, you know, find out the goods the Chargers got, like that was one of the things that really, really stood out to me the most was just him always being involved, him always being kind of in the middle of everything, whether that was jumping into a passing lane or it was just making the right read along the defensive line to go in and make tackles in the running game. We talked about before how we think that is one of the places where he's clearly an upgrade or was last year over what we saw from Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray. So that is a place, especially where that's been such a, you know, sieve for you, such a poor part of your defense stopping the run. That was an easy place to make that connection. But when you're hearing him talk about it and you're hearing him say, hey, when he was with Mike Zimmer, that's what we're trying to get him back to, I think is pretty encouraging because obviously last year he was playing under a new defensive coordinator and that you know might have been a down year for him but this is them saying hey we feel like we can get him back to that we feel like we're going to put him in a spot where he is going to be very comfortable and like he can play fast he can bring a lot of those things to the middle of the defense also seemed like he just really appreciated right what he brings to the defense as far as leadership as far as communication all those things and maybe that is a little bit of an underrated part of this David that we didn't think about is just hey the Chargers defense has been a little bit weak in the middle right they've had a lot of guys out of place things like that now you get a guy who can come in here and be a leader for you in the middle of this defense and they really haven't had that guy since Brandon Staley's been in charge right and there's a lot of examples of guys that have come that have left the Brandon Staley system right and went to play on another defense not do as well come sure. back to the Brandon Staley system and then flourish once again I mean guys like Bryce point. Callahan Morgan Fox they have all done that and it has shown and paid dividends coming back to play for Brandon hopefully Staley hopefully John so, Johnson yeah hopefully John <laughs> Johnson down. is added to that list that would be fantastic but for Kendricks to you know rejoin a defense that showed him play his best football in his NFL career is definitely not a bad thing and The communication aspect of this is very important because he kind of hinted a little bit that Eric Hendricks was probably going to be the green dot for his defense. He was going to be this signal caller. He didn't exactly come out and say it, but you can infer and insinuate that that is most likely what is going to happen for the Chargers and for Eric Hendricks to be that commander, that green dot, that signal caller on defense for Brandon Staley. Yeah, and he said that, I mean, that's basically what Eric Hendricks has been his whole career is that that's signal right. caller, is that green dot. And the green dot is the player who gets the calls in from the sideline, the one player on defense that has a radio in his helmet yes. where he can communicate directly with the defensive coordinator or, in this case, the head coach with Brandon Staley. A lot of video clips from last year, if you remember, with him talking to Derwin James on the walkie-talkie and be like, hey, hey, man, I hear you. I'm so excited you're back there, you know, yeah. and all that lovey-dovey stuff you hear yeah. them saying. I like to imagine it's like that in the games, too. Like, hey, man, good job out there, you know. (laughs) Got some juice packs on the side for when you get off. Uh, I think for Eric Kendricks, as far as the green dot goes, yeah. I mean, he said basically he's doing it. Derwin James started with it last season and ended up going to Drew Tranquil. So when you think about this being Drew Tranquil's replacement, makes all the sense in the world for that guy to be a green dot guy. Super, super important, I think. And 
as much as I love Drew Tranquil, I mean, we'll never know how much Drew Tranquil being the green dot or Derwin James being the green dot had to do with the Chargers having so many broken plays last year and busted coverages last year. One of the things that plagued them the entire season was just long touchdowns, guys being out of position, long runs being broke because guys aren't going to the right spot. Way too much. You bring in someone like this, this is the most experienced player. Kazir White was stepping into a bigger role his first year under Brandon Staley. Drew Tranquil was stepping into a much bigger role his you know last season with Brandon Staley. And those guys all did really well and had their best seasons, right? But they never had this dude. A dude who's done it. A dude who's seen what it takes to be on an elite defense. A dude that has been the centerpiece of an elite defense during his time with Mike Zimmer. I think that is a great point by Brandon Staley. And I think... Maybe something we're underrating a little bit. I know we both liked it, but it also came with kind of the bittersweetness of losing Drew Tranquil, right? So it was kind of yeah. hard to know how to feel about it. I mean, honestly, I think that's a great point. Just bringing in a veteran that has been there and has done it in this league at a very, very high level and has that inventory of experiences to be able to rely on and to be able to impart that wisdom onto linebackers like a Kenneth Murray, like a Nick Neiman, who is probably going to be stepping into a bigger role this year with, you know, with the Chargers and might have to be asked to actually contribute on defense. So yeah. just bringing in a guy that has that much experience, I just love that. I think it's, a, it's going to be a great move. It's going to help these guys get better and help them just add more to that um, you know that that missing piece the of connectivity, the next level. right? Yes, I think the it, connectivity. It, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally agree with you. I think them being more connected. You hear that term thrown around all the time, and you heard a lot of time. Hey, we needed to be more connected. This yeah. seems like a logical leap to say this is a place maybe they weren't connected enough because of things that Eric Kendrick could potentially bring to the table, right? right? And I, I think that's exciting. Um, and just. For them, I think this is a big piece. I, I think this is someone they believe a lot in. For as much as you hear about Brain Staley not valuing linebackers, it sure seems like the Chargers going and making this move shows that they do care about who's playing linebacker for them, right? And, and how do. quickly they went and got this done and how they're talking about it, what he can bring to the defense. feels like they do value linebackers, and they really value Eric Kendricks and thinks he can bring some big things. But the other positive things I took away from Brandon Staley speaking to the media was just where he feels like they're at in contract negotiations with not only Justin Herbert, the golden child, which thankfully he confirmed they are getting negotiations going on that, but also Austin Eckler. And it didn't seem like, David, he was very afraid about losing Austin Eckler when he brought up the contingency plans for Austin Eckler. So we're going to get into that. But I need to tell you guys that first, the tournament is heating up right now, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. I know I will be watching the game this weekend, one Cinderella team making a run for one host, you know, home hometown, both hosts hometown, I should say, but a lot of fun and the games are crazy. And when you're talking about betting, this is like the best time of the year to bet when you have all these games. Now it's coming down to the nitty gritty, but not too late to get in on the action. It's a great time because FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet it's always nice when you can make your first bet and not have to sweat it and actually potentially win money off it then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which teams will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your guys' chance for that no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel 
There were more comments from the man known as Brandon Staley I want to talk about, including some contract negotiations that are ongoing during this offseason. And the biggest one is Austin Eckler because Justin Herbert didn't request a trade. Thank God. I mean, we might just Hallelujah. have to retire, man. We might just have to retire. If the Chargers messed it up with Justin Herbert, we might just have to retire. We're going to have to find some new hosts. That's it. We're done. Might have to. But Austin Eckler, it was interesting hearing Brandon Staley talk about it because you don't hear it, and I think you don't hear from these guys all the time, especially about these specific things. And since yeah. Austin Eckler came out with the request, we haven't really heard much public commenting on it from the Chargers just in general. Uh, but it definitely seemed like Brandon Staley understood it, understood the position that Austin Eckler's in. But David, to me, at the same time, like it felt like he feels like an extension's going to get done at some point just by kind of the positivity he had around it and just what he said about him as a player. There's just a lot of matter of factness in the way he was really approaching Almost his responses. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just kind of like he, he already knew how this was going to play out. Like he already felt really good about the situation. You just got that gist when you were listening to him talk about it. But yeah, I mean, he made it very clear to say that they have a lot of respect for Austin Eckler as a player and that they envision Austin Eckler to be a part of their future plans. And he was talking as if that was something that was going to happen. It did seem like it. And, and I mean, I think it's good because it means, you know, it's not just something where as kind of Austin Eckler made it, but, or at least, you know, we're hearing both sides of it. Yeah. Where it seemed like the negotiations were just stopping. I mean, right. I, you know, obviously there's certain extensions we'd be uncomfortable with paying a running yeah. back at that position, no matter how prolific Austin Eckler has been. Sure. But I think there is some middle ground where both sides can win because when you're talking about, and we will talk about the contingency plan for this season, what's the contingency plan for next season? Because that guy is not in the building yet as we see it right now with a couple yeah. of question marks behind Austin Eckler or Joshua Kelly. Isaiah Spiller, obviously Popper, when he was on, seemed very bullish on the improvements of Isaiah Spiller and thinks they could have something nice in him. But at the same time, to have all of your eggs in that basket is a pretty risky proposition. We saw nice things from Josh Kelly. But it was interesting, though, when he was asked about, hey, well, you know, obviously if Austin Eckler is requesting a trade, that is a possibility. Are you planning, are you making contingency plans for if you don't get him? But it seemed more like when he was given the contingency plans, David, that it was more about adding to the running back room that had Austin Eckler still in it. Exactly. The, the, at, at no point in time did Brandon Stilley talk as if Austin Eckler was not going to be a feature in that room. It was not about replacing Austin Eckler. It was about complimenting Austin Eckler. It was about bringing in guys through the draft or free agency to complement what Austin Eckler brings to the table. I think that's very important to reiterate because there just was no point where you felt like Brandon Staley did not see Austin Eckler playing for the Chargers. Yeah, and I mean, and I, there's other things besides just the extension that they could try to get down, right? They could guarantee more of his money because like Definitely. from his standpoint right now, he could tear his Achilles in training camp. Right. Yeah. And if that happened, the Chargers could feasibly cut him and get out of a, a decent amount of his contract this yeah. year. Right. Yeah. So, like, even though we're talking about, you know, him getting his future years kind of guaranteed, like, he has to look at it right now as if the Chargers think they're going to lose him and he does, you know, has a, a, a brutal injury in training camp, what's to stop them from moving on from him? And then at that case, maybe he just gets thrown in kind of the circuit of running backs that are all signing at places for $3 million a season, yeah. right? Because that's yeah. how quickly it can kind of pass you by. Very, They wanted very to guarantee so. more of his money this season. They wanted to add on another season for $8, 9000000 million a season. Maybe that's, you know, somewhere 
where it, it, they could come together. But it seems like he has not closed that door by any opportunity or by any means, right? It seems like those yeah. doors and those talks are still ongoing, including the talks with Justin Herbert, the franchise golden child of the Chargers, the quarterback that most teams spend a very, very long time looking for the Chargers have in the building and have their first chance to extend him. We've seen with other star players at different positions, notably Derwin James, Joey Bosa, where contract holdouts happen. It leads up into training camp the year that they're going into the last year of the deal. Justin Herbert theoretically has two years left on his contract because there's no way they're not going to pick up the fifth year option on it. Right. right. Yes. Either way, when he was talking about it, he said they're at the beginning of it, but I'm just glad that he said, hey, the contracts are happening. He's going to be the Chargers quarterback for a long time because I just wanted to get it done sooner rather than later. Well, it's just you already know what you have in Justin Herbert. The NFL, the entire league knows what Justin Herbert is capable of doing. The evaluation time is over. So this is just more of a foregone conclusion. Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, was speaking as if it was a foregone conclusion. They did say, hey, this is obviously a big contract. There's a lot that goes into it. This is probably going to take a little bit of time. But basically, rest assured, this is a deal that we feel very good about it getting done. Which, for them, the sooner they get it done, the better it is going to be for them money-wise. Because... Joe Burrow is in the exact same situation and he is expected to get a boatload of money just like Justin Herbert. And the less examples of that type of money for that tier of quarterback that come out before you sign is going to be better for you. So just get the contract done. And I feel like you're going to be, have the highest likelihood of getting the best value out of that deal. And I think, you know, it'll probably be negligible, you know, what these dudes you know, comparatively are making over sure. each other. Uh, but yeah, the the first one that gets done will probably be the cheapest because the next two or three are going to one up that by at least a little bit, at least That's if right. we're going based on recent history and just like what happens at the top of the market for every position, why Derwin James got a little bit more than any safety before him. And Joey yeah. Bosa got a little bit more than any edge rusher ever before him. So it's one of those things. And I think it, there's a hundred percent chance Stake my sports media career on it that Justin Herbert will remain the Chargers quarterback and will get an extension. I'd just like to see it not get dragged out. I'd like to know he's going to be locked up, and, you know, that's an exciting thing, and you can plan accordingly. And you know they have. Tom Tulesco has spoken about it many times. Like, all the contracts they're giving out right now, they're doing knowing that the Herbie extension is coming, right, and and it's going to start – Presumably in 2025. And, that and that's giant when, contract is on the other side of the mountain, and it is starting yeah. to peak its head over, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And I think that it, it's just, yeah, it is a formality. It's 100% going to happen at some point. And it's just like, get it done with. Maybe it's a little bit cheaper, and that works as well. But you can just go ahead with everything else, and everything yeah. else can kind of start falling into place a exactly. little bit. You know, so... It'll be very interesting to see what that deal looks like and how much of it is guaranteed, which will be a big story when it comes. But we have more from Brenton Staley because I'm not sure who we gushed more about. Was it Eric Kendricks or was it new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore? And Two peas in a pod, as you may say. But according to Brandon Staley, they challenge each other and they're different in some very good ways as well. So we're going to talk about what he thinks about in his new offensive coordinator because we haven't heard much from him about it and also why seems like this is the guy he wants, whereas Joe Lombardi kind of seemed like the guy he ended up with. And we're going to get into that. But first thing you tell you guys, 
that the Built March Madness bracket is here right now. And I know you guys all have your favorite Built Bar flavors because Built Bar is the best protein bar on the planet, of course. But we know you have a favorite bar, and now is your time to make it count because you can go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite bar or pop. You know, I'll be voting for peanut butter brownie just as I'm voting, you know, for SDSU. But you can support your favorite team and your favorite bar. And right now, guys, if you do that, when you vote, you get your you're entered into a drawing where 50 locked on listeners will get a free box of built. I've already tried to sign up for it. I'm not allowed to. I couldn't get in. It's, you know, it's a, it's a vault. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have the built's best bars and puffs delivered right to your door every single month. I mean, that might as well be worth a million dollars if you're asking me, but this is the ultimate Cinderella story. No one ever expects something that tastes this good to also fit on your diet. And what makes the Built Bar so great is that they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and all 100% covered in real chocolate and soft and easy to chew. So make sure you guys run to the BuiltMarchMadness.com bracket to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote for the rest of March, so make sure you go support your bar. Well, David, we talked about how Brandon Staley spoke about Eric Kendricks, and it was, you know, very glowingly. Kellen Moore was the same way. He talked a lot about Kellen Moore when he was talking at the NFL owners' meetings and he was speaking with the media. And it just seems like there's a lot of mutual respect there. And it also seems like Kellen Moore was the big fish they wanted to wanted to go get. And not only that, it feels like he thinks that having Kellen Moore is going to make a substantial difference in the offense that we see this season for the Chargers. That was my main takeaway from all of the compliments he paid to him. What did you think? I agree completely. I feel like this is a, a guy with Kellen Moore where Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore seem to be much more aligned philosophically on how they want the offense to look and how they want to execute that offense. So I feel like this is someone he's very, very excited about, was definitely more of the top option first choice as opposed to Joe Lombardi, which you said feels like he kind of had to settle for his second or maybe more realistically his third choice in that offensive coordinator. Maybe his fourth choice. Maybe his fourth, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the rumors are that we know they went for uh, Mike McDaniels, who's now the Dolphins coach. We know they went for Kevin O'Connell, who's now the Vikings coach. Both of those got blocked. Rumors are that they actually went after Nathaniel Hackett as well before he was the Broncos head coach. Maybe that one wasn't so bad. But yes, I mean, this was someone they moved quickly after Kellen Moore was surprisingly let go by the Cowboys. Surprising, I guess, depending on who you're asking for. Yeah. But like you heard him talking about it, especially he talked about tight ends, right? And he talked about how important and how much success that Kellen Moore's had with tight ends. Said that he likes their group, but they can still add to that group, kind of keeping the same sentiment we heard from him after the season last year called out Trey McKitty again but when he was talking about Cohen Moore specifically about what impressed him the most I thought it was very interesting because he talked a lot about him evolving and what makes a good offensive coordinator and specifically talked about hey this dude dealt with stuff a backup quarterback who we went four and one with right a banged up offensive line a banged up receiving core finding a way to use two running backs when Zeke was fading and Tony Pollard was kind of taking over he talked about all that stuff and I agree with him David that that is a huge feather in your cap to get to show in real time hey I can deal with all the tumultuousness of a NFL season. I can have a backup quarterback in there and go four and one and still have the offense produce at a semi-high level, right? And that was very interesting to me. And and I think that's the difference between good coaches and good players is that 
When you have good coaches and things aren't going well for you, they're able to figure out a way to be able to make it work and make the most out of a really, really bad situation. And that's what Brandon Staley talked about. He said, hey, this guy had rookie wide receivers. He made it work. He said, this guy had an offensive line that was continuously moving around. He made it work. This guy had a backup quarterback. He went four and one with him. He also took Dak from a good quarterback to a franchise quarterback, leading one of the biggest franchises in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of examples of him having to evolve, being in those uncomfortable situations and coming out on the other side a hundred percent i couldn't agree more with the points he was making about how kellen moore was a quarterback and he always raves about like it seems like he wants kellen moore to play quarterback and be the backup quarterback (laughs) maybe the starter for the chargers 50 and three at right. Boise Just State. Rattling off the stats. Lit yeah. up Georgia in college. Like yeah. all the, 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 you know. He's like, I still stuff. remember it so vividly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, he's a former quarterback too, right? Sure. Brandon Staley is. So, like, you know, that stuff is important to him. It seems Definitely. like, and Doug Neusmeyer was a quarterback as well. Tom Arth, you know, all these guys kind of yeah. come from a similar background as they're kind of building this quarterback room to trying to get the most out of Justin Herbert. Yeah. And I totally get it. But yes, I mean, that is not. <laughs> getting Dak from a fourth round pick, taking over for a fan favorite in Tony Romo and becoming the face of the Dallas Cowboys franchise. Huge. That's no small thing. And when you're talking about someone having to navigate that, I would like my chances with someone like Kellen Moore, who I think can relate to it a lot better yeah. than Joe Lombardi did. Right. And, and everything yeah. that comes along with that and, and being on big stages and being the quarterback and all those things. So I thought that was interesting. But another thing, David, that maybe it was a slip of the tongue was Brandon Staley talking about his draft pick. And what he said was, hopefully we're picking it in the late 20s for a long time, even the 30s. The problem is the Chargers pick at 21. <laughs> we talked about Tom Telesco saying, you know, hey, maybe we'll have eight draft picks, right, when he talked earlier in this offseason. Maybe this is all nothing conjecture and something we're reading too much into. But, David, it seems like the Chargers really, really like the end of the first round, the early second round, which is going to let us go crazy and think, okay, maybe this is the year the Chargers actually decide to trade back. And here is the reason why. Brandon <laughs> Stilley says the draft, to me, is where we can uh, we are picking is wide open. Certainly, with where the quarterbacks are going and how many will go, we certainly push everybody back a little bit. Also, he said, I think the draft sort of later in the first round, early second round, there's going to be a gun, a bunch of good players there to draft. So that kind of seems like to me that they are at least entertaining the notion of potentially trading back for the first time in the Tom Telesco era, which sign me up, please. I would yeah. love it. I think this is a great draft for them to accumulate more draft picks to give yourself more dart throws at the dartboard. Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked, how many prospects have we brought up where it's like, I like this guy. I'd like him a lot more if it wasn't picked. A little bit later. Yeah. 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 Especially a lot of the receivers and guys like that too. Even some of the tight ends, if you don't feel like they're worth taking at 21. Yeah. I agree with him. I like that philosophy. I think they should be picking up extra picks to try to fill out some of the depth in this team, especially. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to take anything seriously. This is smokescreen season. Always. The, the buzz that comes out of these things always has to be taken with a grain of salt. But I think it would be a great opportunity for the Chargers, and I think it is a draft where if you get another pick inside the top 100, it's worth at least a, a decent-sized drop in the first round, knowing the guys that should still be available to you, knowing what he's talking about, where the Chargers don't need a quarterback, right? So that's yeah. going to make some other players drop to them. 
it was very interesting. And Tom Telesco also spoke as well. And we'll be talking about that later on in the week because he had something to say about Zion Johnson moving to the left side of the offensive line instead of staying at the right side and keeping that continuity there. So we'll get to that. But obviously tomorrow we have bigger plans, David, because we have lights out. Sean Merriman coming on the show. Make sure you guys are subscribing on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listening wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find great shows like that on all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drugmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find us on the Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. You guys can also, as always, find the show and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure you're back here tomorrow with Sean Merriman. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.